It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. The Corn Girls. We were Corn Girls. I did it. When I did it, I made all the women narrators. Oh, that's cool. And I split it up in twos and threes and fours yeah. and ones and singles. So yeah. they were involved the whole show. Right. Instead of just doing it. it's so up. not a woman's show. It's totally not. No. Hi. Oh, well, microphone. Oh, we're NPRing it. So I can lean back a little bit more. So so no, I like this. Oh, gosh. <laughs> ben is shoving a microphone it's in my nostrils. Is this like the Boyer Bog? The what? Blog. <laughs> do, you know, do you know in western ohio there is a glacial bog a bog glacial where glacial bog, bog. i grew up in westerville i okay. didn't know it existed yeah if you're going down walnut street heading west okay and you passed you pass spring before you get to otterbein there is a road um it's Orchard. I think it's Orchard Lane. Okay. You turn right in Orchard Lane, just and it's right down a half a block, two blocks down. There's a little pole out. There's three parking places and a path that goes back to this to primeval glacial bog. What? Yeah. Wow. What is a glacial? I it, mean, it's super fun to it say. It is a giant <laughs> depression that spring fed that's left over from the glaciers. Glaciers. Gla- glaciers. Glaciers. Yeah. yeah. And like so, a big hunk of like ice that just melted yeah, there at some big, point. Yeah. Not big bowl that has got. Snakes and frogs and bugs and oh my and, gosh! And there's a path that goes all the way around it. And I grew up in Westerwood, didn't know it right. was there. You'd right. think the school would take you there or something. For, yeah. For, and my best friend Tim Becker, whose dad was the band director, lived like three blocks away. And we never went there either. And Did he know about it? Yeah, he told me about it. We were like driving around a couple of years ago and said, "That's over there in the bog." I said, "What bog?" So the the, the, the Boyer the bog. Said, what fucking Boyer bog? Boyer bog. The Boyer. Boyer bog. <laughs> It's Boyer Preserve, I think it's Boyer called. B O Y E R. I feel like I've seen a sign for it now that I think about it. It's not. There's no it's sign. No, there's no, no sign, sign on Water Street. Nothing. It's. Yeah, I was. Do in, they it, do like witch trials or anything out there? Crazy. I don't know. <laughs> but it's but it's pretty cool. Um, I'm gonna have to check it, it out. It is. It is unique. And, yeah. And it has been been there since glaciers. Huh. And they just oh built all development right around it. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like in Gehanna, the shale banks. That you know where that is. You Why know, don't I know any of this? St. Matthew's Church up, uh, you yeah. know, they, like across yeah. the street from there is like this, like it was a natural bend in I think Rocky Fork Creek and this this huge like shale cliff kind of bowl thing. I had no idea. Yeah, I used to go there when I was like What in did high you school. do there? Threw stuff off of it. Oh. <laughs> I was <laughs> I mean, hoping it would be wait, a lot before they built Before they built uh, the settlement, there's, there's Hoover Reservoir and then there's Del- no, Allen Creek. Yeah. yeah. Before they built Allen Creek Reservoir. There's a great road running around with these shale cliffs. You could you could jump off into the river. Yeah, so it was fucking great. Aww. Yeah, but you just did it yesterday, didn't you? No, <laughs> <laughs> it's not there anymore. You know, the, lake, the, lake, the lake's there now. Oh, but you wait. You grew up on Sunbury Road, right? And that's Literally, where your family's been. The, uh, that's your family property, right? Well, the, the where you are now, where I am now, is kind of a family property. The yeah. farm that I grew up on has been sold. Okay. And there is a development called 12 Trees off of Sunbury mm-hmm. Road. And there's a Goldsmith Drive. Yeah, I've seen that. that. Is, and that barn is the barn I grew up playing in. It's oh, my right, gosh. The house next to okay. it is brick. Dad remodeled when he sold it. So he sold it in 72. Okay. But I grew up 
with a farm and you know hard work and cows and baling hay and and then by the time I was in high school, Dad was out of farming, so I didn't have to do it anymore. That's not a bad thing. And so then we had the barn, half court basketball court. We'd oh have, wow! We'd have you know had the hay built hay forts mm-hmm. and we had tractors but joe and i used to play tractor tag when i would take off the tractor and you got to try and find it the woods, you know I, ha- I i have to ask and i might have to edit this out but <laughs> what part of sunbury road was that between walnut streets and central college in the dam okay dam. that was our farm this is like okay um i'm gonna so it's not the house. Sorry, I had to pause the, the recording there for a second because we were searching maps and that's not great radio. But no, it's great radio. So this is, they're here and I'm there. Okay. Oh, they're down. The, the big the big grass lot is there's a barn there. Oh, okay, okay. So you're okay. So you're up closer to the lake. Okay, uh, maybe a mile and a half north of this. Yeah. Okay, but still wild. That's that they, they, you actually know them and everything too. That's that's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, it's uh, got. I've been the tour. You know, there's not a lot of farms on Sunbury Road, so I kind of went well. Right. <laughs> on that area. So yeah. interesting. How Indeed. far back did your um, did your family go to that area? We had the plots uh, showing back. 1830 something like that in, oh in this it the farms further further north yeah um but when we start getting re- well dating back to my my great great grandfather my great grandfather was civil war oh my gosh uh, um he just what i learned about this house and doing yeah. research to do this tour the ebenezer washburn Ebenezer Washburn. I know. And Can't, he's your That great. is an old-timey no, no. name for no, sure. Not, no relative at all. No relative at all. Oh, he, this is, okay. He came from Massachusetts on a horse with his new wife to do missionary work in, 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 Ohio. in Ohio. Of course uh, he did. And he that did, sounds exactly like, like what he did. Columbus and Delaware and had traveled all over the place and got kind of lured to Blinden Township. Yeah. Huh. Huh. He became the father of Presbyterianism in Blinden Township. He built a church. Is that where on the corner where they have the bell there? Yeah. Okay. On that graveyard uh-huh. where they built the first church yeah and one week later it burned to the ground and the, the story that came out <laughs> was that voting in that place took place in a pub in london township yeah. and they didn't like it because people wouldn't go to the pub or there was too grouty or something right so they wanted to change the voting to the church you know, once it was built okay but the owner of the pub wasn't happy about the loss of income so he burnt the he building. burned it down that's they never approved it oh my gosh hmm. so they built another church Mainly across the street. Yeah. There's a playground now uh-huh. there. And There's still the bell there from the initial. And Ebenezer Washburn mm-hmm. is buried at the footsteps of the original church in the in the graveyard. Oh, my gosh. Now, hmm. now Ebenezer Washburn, my, in research, I found that my great-grandfather, John Goldsmith, yeah. worked for him. <laughs> and wow. was married by him. Oh, wow. And was counseled by him in this very house to go fight against slavery in the Civil War where he died. Oh my God! Wow. So there's this history of this house going wow. back, going back to <laughs> so and now and we didn't know this, but my aunt and uncle owned that house since the, the Ballards owned it at the turn of the century, probably yeah. maybe the second owners. Okay. And my my uncle was raised there. He married my dad's sister. Yeah. They had no children, so we were there all the time as kids and right. Christmases. And uh-huh. there's there's little they have little reading nooks that I sat and read fairy tales Aww. as a child, and that, there I did children's theater. So that, yeah. that really the house kind of yeah. was the beginning. That was of my, your that the was beginning your of my introduction to. Oh, wow. So there's a, I, we didn't know this history of the Goldsmith connection of that yeah. house. And then, so my aunt, my aunt, uncle died. My mom had to sell her property, couldn't afford to pay the taxes on six acres where the farm was. Yeah. 
Yeah. And she moved there when my aunt went to the nursing home. Then my mom lived there 12 years and she died. Hmm. And then, but his family, so we didn't want to go away. Right. So, so my siblings, we made, I made, I'm buying the house from my, what, back part for my siblings. Right. And so I, I, it's my office now. I go there every day to, to work. Oh my gosh. And I do entertain there. I have a party yeah. there and stuff. And uh, then I, but I'm at Penny's house usually in the evenings at, yeah. in, in Arlington. So, so hmm. we have two wow. houses and it's, it's kind of fun. But you got to show that as the part of the historic. I, I, I did a whole handout and I hand, gave people the information. I did the talk. I have on my, on my, on my porch is a gravestone that was my, my great grandfather, John Goldsmith. Huh. He, um, it, it was the first gravestone. There it is. It's on my porch. Died oh, eight, wow. Died 1864. Huh. Oh, wow. Where was that? That was, well, it was the original, his was first gravestone. His body was shipped back when he died in the Civil yeah. War. Okay. But he died of malaria. Oh. Not anything. Yeah. But a lot of people did. Yeah. And body was shipped back, and, they, and, and but he was a, he was married to a Clapham, which is a very familiar name, and they had Clapham? money. Clapham. Oh, and so they terrible. replaced <laughs> the gravestone with a good, gigantic, with a big round ball that's still perfect, oh, perfect yeah. sphere that's still yeah. there. Yeah. And, uh, so that was left over, so they brought it back to the farm. So as a kid, we found it behind the barn with overgrown. We go, oh my God, somebody's buried here, man. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> friends over and stuff. And then we yeah. learned the story. My brother John was named after him. Yeah. And so he, as an adult, he took the gravestone to his place in Pittsburgh and sat on his front porch, or his back, his front porch for 25 years. Oh my gosh. Huh. So I lost, lost him two years ago, yeah. so I brought it home. Yeah. So now huh. I have it on my porch. <laughs> oh my gosh. The porch gravestone. So it has a, has a story so to you, it there. So you have an aluminum suit of armor and a gravestone on your porch yeah awesome <laughs> <I do. laughs> what is what is the um the amazon guy think? <laughs> well he, i don't think i've had delivery since i left put the suit of armor up that's not he, a bad thing he's in my garage but you know, 30 years of files i just moved out of my office right and i, I had a, my dining room was full of boxes so i had to clear all that shit out in order yeah. to do this tour right and plus i have the house has stuff going back to the 1800s there's shelves of books and stuff and really? bibles and yeah so i'm going through everything oh, wow it's my aunts my uncles yeah ebenezer not ebenezer but my mom's mm -hmm. so I, i'm going through files to clear it out you know I sit, so i'm going through shelves i'm going through each of them then toss pictures hmm. but i'm going to give some of these books to the historic society yeah. and yeah and you know i have annuals from westerville high school from 1917 and oh my gosh oh wow so anyway so wow. i got all this shit it's <laughs> <laughs> all, all hiding history. in the den with the op the den I want to make into my office is just full of crap. So yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, you should bring some of the historian people just over and be like, "Here you pick, go." Yeah, a, yeah, take, yeah. Take pick want. yeah. Go for that's it. Amazing. Yeah, deep dive whatever you want. Yeah, deep dive. I don't know. Deep dive. <laughs> that sounds terrible. That sounds Man, it's Friday. Yeah, it does. Oh, mm. Friday. You want to do a little deep dive? Let's go deep dive. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, here I am with Bill Goldsmith. <laughs> so, what right. is the purpose of your blog? Just fun and games? And uh, my my blog yeah. or the the your, this thing? This thing. Yeah. This thing. This thing. It started kind of as it's a, listed as entertainment. <laughs> shut up. It's listed as entertainment. No, we Ben and I started working together about four years ago. Four five, or five. Yeah. I mean, we've known each other forever. And then he's he says, you know, with with the people you know, you should start a, a podcast. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. That was like two years ago that yeah. I just, so it's just people. It's just people. Yeah, interesting. And that's I think just because we have 
and you're, you're, you're recording stories and history. Yes. And well, and it's we, the, the people that, that Krista knows are people that have done some pretty cool stuff and gone and done some cool things. And, and, you know, and so it's sort of like tell those stories and, yeah. you know, it's not just like, Oh, I've got this person. They're really fabulous. And we're going to talk about how fabulous they are. It's kind of like, how did you get to be where you are? Right. Kind of thing. Oh, okay. What we found so. too. And I, I think Ben would agree with this is that so many of the people we've talked to, we could probably do six or seven more hours oh, of recording sure. with each person. Oh, easily. Yeah. I mean, just because some of these stories start coming out. Yeah. It's like, well, some what? of the people we need to have back on to yeah, tell additional do. stories and we stuff do. like that. And like, I'd like to get, you know, like Ralph and Billy on with you. And oh, I think that'd be a lot Billy of fun. Uh, no. Ralph and no. Billy. Oh. no, Ralph Scott. You know, oh, Ralph yeah. Scott. Yeah. 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 Uh, Billy is one of our other teaching. I'll explain because Billy, Billy Hazelbaker, Hazelbaker Foundation. She's been around a long time. She's wrote the play, the music I'm doing in November. Her husband's yeah. name is Ralph. Oh, okay. They, they own nursing homes, have a big foundation. Oh, okay. Really? She's 92. We should get her on here. We should get Ralph and would she would she be in a I bet she would, yeah. Yeah. That's what I would love to hear is just some We should do one episode with, with her and her husband, so Ralph and Billy, and then the next episode have Ralph and Billy on <laughs> <laughs> and just list just them go. and like it makes it look like a double oh posting. Gosh. I think she'd be open to it. Yeah. Yeah. She's spends a lot of time in Florida. That she has a mansion nice. on, on Tangent River Road that was his palace. Well, but I mean, so, they've they've done a lot of philanthropy. It sounds like they have, and she yeah. she's done theater. She I knew her from Players Theater in the seventies. Okay, yeah. So I knew her all these years, and and now she wrote this this musical that I'm doing her world premiere that she wrote in the seventies. What is done. it? It's Are called, you allowed to say? Yeah, it's called, okay. it's called Steam Bath Blues. Really? Hmm. And it was she had two of them. She had done one and actually did a, did a stage reading of it mm-hmm. in L.A. Okay, and then she asked and. And then she asked the music director if he wanted to do write music for the second music she Yeah. Wrote. So he never wrote the music, but they recorded. He hired musicians, did a studio recording of all the songs, but there was never any, no score. Oh, wow. So she hmm. gave me the script and the music. The music kind of cool. The script has some issues. Right. But, and I said, uh, okay, I can do this. Yeah. You can pay me. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so where's the score? I said, there is none. What? So now she, she's paying to have them go back to the CDs and then oh, wow. create and score scores. So it's never been scored. Oh, oh wow. It's never been performed, except yeah. in the studio. That is huh. painstaking, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm just, well, um, let them pay for it, you know. So, <laughs> the guy who's the composer lives in L.A., uh, is working with people that know how to do that right. stuff. Right, yeah. And they come, he has a studio. Yeah. Kind of reverse engineering the music exactly. at that yeah. point. Wow. And they're writing, they're writing a five-piece uh, oh, score my gosh. for it. Where are you doing this? Let's go do this at, at Dublin Abbey Space. In November. Are you serious? Yeah. And it's 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 the, the premise is there's seven guys in a golf you know club steam bath and they're bitching about their lives. Huh? And they are they're bankers, they're attorneys, they're all wealthy, well done. Yeah, yeah. And they're bitching about but if I had my things to do, and one of them guys says, "Why don't we just leave?" Huh? What are you talking about? So so has a plane. So so has a banker. Oh, we can just we just Bail, man. Just really? Bail out. Huh. So they decide to go. Hmm. And some of them, they create half their money and they give it to their wives and, yeah. and just disappear. Oh, wow. And there's episodes of them doing the crazy mm-hmm. stuff they wanted to do. Huh. And then they're back to the wives going, they don't know what the fuck's going on. Right, as usual. Then yeah. they 
they kind of get accused of killing off their husbands because the money suddenly showed up in their accounts. And stuff, oh, you know? wow. But then they thrive. Yeah. Independently. Absolutely. Yeah. And then th- there's a song about can't go back. Yeah. The guys ah. discover that. And then at the end, it was all a daydream. The guys miss the steam that goes. So, oh. Go, Maybe not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. How cool. That's the story. So anyway. That's yeah. cool. Wow. I, I want to hear Billy more about Hazel Baker, this. Yeah. yeah. So you grew up in Westerville. I did. And there was, when you were there, was it just the one high school? Yeah. Okay. It, just Westerville High School? That's it. And north, right? The building that's now that's north? south. South. Went on Otterbein. Okay. What was Hanby before that? Because wasn't Hanby initially? Hanby was the original then? high school. Okay. And then it became a junior high school where I attended. Oh, you did go there. Okay. And now it's the elementary school. That's where mine went. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Uh, went and go. We have a middle schooler. You can pray for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so you graduated from there. And then you, did you go to Otterbein? No, they wanted me to. You did summer to. theater at Otterbein, right? I did that right? in 72, but I went to Bowling Green. Okay. Um, for theater? Actually not. I okay. was. Everybody said, no, no, you can't make a living doing theater. No, that's So true. I entered in pre-dental. Pre-dental? Yeah, one quarter. <laughs> had the best acumen the entire time there because really? I had to work my ass off. Because it was, well, yeah. You know, it was, it's a lot of math. It was, yeah, mathematics and yeah, chemistry science. and so, oh. so I said, "Hell with that!" So I went to theater after that. Oh well, yeah, yeah, sounds about. And I then I ended up getting a scholarship for um, acting for so I was on talent scholarship for the most of the time I was there. So that's fun. Pre dental. Yeah. This is I'm going to sit on this one for a while. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> where did that come from? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Would you? Now that you're retired, do you want to do pre dental? No. <laughs> no, no, thank you. No, that's one of the highest rates of suicides. It say, is in the uh, Dentists medical are, profession. Yeah, I think. Why? I think in professions in general. Is it because of the bad breath? Or, yeah. I think having people scared. Of, I don't know. I'm really pulling this out of my ass, but I think it's because people are scared about going to the dentist. Overall, I am not one of them. We grew up with a fabulous dentist, and I loved her, and I've never been scared of the dentist. It's routine. It's wonderful, and my kids are the same way. Yeah, I wish I could say the same. Our dentist did not use Novocaine. Oh, geez. My dad didn't believe in it because it cost us money. So I didn't even know there was such a thing. So we had many cavities. Yeah. So it was like I'd hear a drill, and my whole body would tense up. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Pain memory. Maybe that's why you went into it. Was to like you were gonna like Sweeney Todd. Nah, the it was whole all money. It's it all gonna be money. It was stupid. <laughs> you weren't gonna kill off all of the dental professionals. I just got dentists in my family. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So you didn't want to stay. I. I you our, wouldn't have our, gone to Otterbein. When I went to the our high school, did not have a theater. Okay. A proper building. Yeah. So we did our shows at Cowan Hall in Otterbein College. Yeah. And at that time, Dodrell mm-hmm. was really early in his career, really? and we were selling better. Huh. We were getting reviews that were better than some of his shows. <laughs> he hated us. Mm. Nice. And he treated us like shit. Yeah. And a bunch uh, of high school kids. But then he went through one of the deans to offer me a scholarship to come to Otterbein. Didn't do it himself. Was it Van Sant? Van Sant, yeah, yeah. Joanne. Joanne. Yeah. And um so and I said, thank you, but no thank you. I don't want to mm. stay in Westerville. I want to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So I did come back into stock one summer with uh-huh. Dennis Romer, yep. and Mark Smythe, and Ed, Gra- Ed Vaughn, mm-hmm. uh, Stephanie Lewis, some of the demigods mm-hmm. of Otterbein's yeah. history. Yeah. And Dave Graff, who went on to start mm-hmm. in uh, uh-huh. the police academy stuff. Yeah. 
as Tackleberry. He was my roommate. <laughs> oh, wow. In college. Where did you stay when you guys did summer? It was a green buildings behind the, the uh, green Scott dormitories. Scott Hall, probably. I have no idea Scott what they were Hall called. Scott Hall or Engel or Garst. And right behind the campus center, there was these green one-story uh, block dorm, or dorm rooms. and That's where we stayed. I don't know if they're still there. Probably. Maybe gone. Hmm. Some of the old crap is still there. I did drive through there not too long. I was like, they look exactly the same back here. Mm-hmm. They put money into other They're things. They're hidden, yeah. But, mm. yeah, it's crazy. So you stayed on campus for the summer. Yeah. What did you do after school then? After college? Yeah. So, um, okay, here, here's how I got into children's theater. Okay. Not through pre-dentistry. No. <laughs> that, was, that, was a side, that was a detour. Short detour. I'm going to hold this over your head as much as I can. So I was on a talent scholarship, at, at, uh, which required... You had to audition for every show. Yeah. They auditioned two at a time because they did four. They did four a quarter. Oh, well. So they did twelve okay. shows a year, and that, because there's so many, they auditioned two and a quarter. If you were if you were on a scholarship, you had to audition whether you liked it or not. Right. Then the yeah. directors would fight over who they put in what shows. So consequently, at the time, I was not happy with it, but I was put in the roles I would not have chosen to perform. Mm, yeah. Which 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 forced me to grow. Right. And I, I played character parts. Mm-hmm. I was always a blonde leading guy, leading man. I got yeah. character roles. I got one of the fathers in the Fantastics. I mean, mm. One of my favorite shows. So, yeah. so but I, I did acting, acting, acting the whole time. Mm-hmm. I went through that 70s was Peace, Love, Woodstock, a Meditation, um, and I was into that. Yeah. Serve humanity, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still am. Yeah. And, but I, so I was nearing graduation and I was, Acting was always easy for me. Yeah. I rarely got challenged because when you're competent, you don't deal, they don't deal with you as a director. You deal with the people that challenge right. you. So right. rarely, I had few directors that challenged me, but, yeah. but it was always easy. And then, then I'm going, what am I going to do? Mm. I, I thought acting was narcissistic. Mm. Um, that it was self-serving. self-serving. Yeah. And I, now I don't believe that anymore. If you have a gift, I think sharing yeah, that. Absolutely. But at the time, I was troubled by, mm. how can I go to New York or whatever? Because people go to New York. And, yeah. and so... So my last show at Bowling Green, I would I think they were doing Three Sisters and a children's show mm. based on uh, based on Little Red. Okay. And they put me in the children's show. Yeah. I was pissed. <laughs> my last, you kidding me? My last show? <laughs> no check off for I can't, you. I, you I, can't I, even check it off. <laughs> <laughs> so I was cast as the fox who actually, in this version, manipulated the wolf in that play. Oh, okay. And we toured it to schools in Wood County. Okay. I'd never even seen a children's show. Yeah. I didn't know what they were. Right. So I'm doing this show, and we're touring, and I'm seeing the audience wide-eyed and involved and engaged. I'm going, huh, hmm. I can do this. Yeah. That's where I started. Oh, wow. I graduated. Hmm. I graduated. I moved to San Francisco. I'm going to start a children's theater out there. Really. I starved out there. Yeah. So I came back to Ohio. I ran to the theater, and I did a production of Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's where I began. And then I ended up um, at Players Theater where I started the youth program there. And yeah. then, of course, moved on to um, where I spent 30 years at Plum's Children's Theater. Yeah. So it started because of, I was cast in a show I didn't want to be in. Yeah. I had no training in Children's Theater. Right. My training was Disney. Right. He was my mentor yeah. in terms of the realistic uh, animation mm-hmm. and the believability. And the humor was all organic. It was yeah. not, even though it was, uh, there was slapstick, but it was organic. You know? Right. So I, that, that that kind of trained me, and I, then the rest of it was theater. And I, and I felt if, if it made me laugh, I'd make the kids laugh. So mm-hmm. and that's how I 
Oh, how That's cool. All I, That's I didn't know that about you. It's awesome. That is very cool. When did you, um, you started at Players Theater, which you said was in the Park Street building. Is that correct? No, Players no. Theater was on Franklin Avenue. Okay. It's now the Columbus Performing Arts Center. Oh, the CPAC. Yeah. And that was, Players Theater built that facility with 70 years of volunteers. Oh my and then when they went downtown to the Rife Center and, and they, be, mm-hmm. excuse me, became equity, and the building was taken over by... Parks and Rec, right? Well, it wasn't Parks well, and Davis, Rec. It was Davis, Davis Performing Arts yeah, Program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they were going to stay there temporarily during Ameriflora. Remember the Ameriflora? I do. I sang oh, at wow. the opening of Ameriflora. Yeah, we performed there. Huh. Yeah. So they were going to just go temporarily, but they liked us so much they never left. So then it, that got absorbed by Columbus Parks and Rec. Yeah. And so that was where I was hired on a, on a, a CETA grant. CETA? Yeah. Comprehensive Employment Training Act is what it okay. was. And it was an 18-month grant that was be, it was, it was designed to... Um, to pay people to start with the company and get absorbed by them. Okay. Okay. And but it wasn't it wasn't really meant for the arts, but the arts just grabbed it up. Ballet companies, yeah. theater companies, yeah. they all did it. So I was hired on a CETA grant at Players Theater to start an acting company. Hmm. And um, nineteen seventy six, I think. Okay. And um, that company started the, the first performance children's theater series. We did. Children's Theater. What was the first show? Do you remember? Wheels. Wheels. Mm-hmm. It was a, written by a local musician, playwright, John Carter and Mary Kay Beale. That sounds familiar. And we did, uh, I think, the first public performance of it. It was about the invention of the wheel <laughs> and its impact on, and um, I think that was the first show we oh, did. Oh, wow. There. And where and we, was that performed then? You, it was in Players Theater, what is now the shop. Okay. Well, not in, yeah. in CPAC. Yeah. Up across the hall from the Shed Theater mm-hmm. is a space. Yep. That used to be, originally was a very small, like 60 like seat. Like a black theater. box kind of thing? Yeah, 60 seats. Really? Yeah. And oh, then wow. when they built the Van Fleet, I was there when they did that. Yeah. Uh, that became the shop position. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. So That's I was, crazy. I was there when, when we first, at Players Theater, it was, it was actually just behind, it was built. There were two houses, mm-hmm. and on the first house they built the shed theater behind it. Then they ended up buying the alley between, or getting the alley between. They closed, closed it in it, then, right? And they, the other house, so the the sent the walkway there is the alley. It used to yeah. be the alley between two houses, and it used to be there was no bedrooms and stuff, and basements they got connected underneath. So it was like going through a labyrinth. Uh-huh. Uh, it's of, creepy down there. Of, uh, of and upstairs, and the, and the uh-huh. bedrooms and stuff were on the where dressing rooms were all like old. And it was like those cool. are all bedrooms and yeah. Now it's institutionalized. They, right. They, yeah. Yeah. But it was uh, so, oh crazy. So, so anyway, that's that's how that's how it, that was my first. So I was on a CETA grant, and after eighteen months, that ended. Yeah. And then Ed Grasig then hired mm-hmm. me to be youth theater director. Come back to the five and dime, Jimmy Dean. Jimmy yeah, exactly. Dean. I was there when he did that too. He's from Columbus, right? Is he from here, or you've just lived no, here? No, he first? came. He came from Midland Community Theater to Players Theater. Okay. Was he over players for a while? He was the executive director. Okay. Yeah, for years. Mm-hmm. He did it. Then he got back to the five and nine, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean. Mm-hmm. Thought the world. Then he had a movie and he left players and just, and then was, he came just, back again. Yeah. To, to Is he still it. living? Yeah. Okay. I don't see him. I, I saw him at an event a couple years ago. Okay. That's outside Lancaster, I think. So. Okay. Lancaster. But he gave my first, my first full time real job, not on a grant. Mm-hmm. At grade six. So, yeah, I, I, did, I was there for. Six years total. Okay. 
Oh, yeah. Do you still, I mean, this is, we're jumping ship a little bit here. You retired three weeks ago. Yeah. After 30 years, yeah? No, actually four weeks ago now. Four weeks ago. Do you, did you ever get sick of children's theater? I mean, was there a point where it's just like, if I see one more kid's show, I'm going to rip my eyes no, out? No, I got tired okay. of theater. Yeah. Uh, uh, you get tired when you're in rehearsal your whole life. Yeah. When I had free time, I didn't want to go see theater. Right. And so I didn't, you know, especially stop. As a young person, you want to see everything. Yeah. And you can't enjoy it because you think, I could do better than that. Or, right. She's no good. I could have yeah. been. Uh, like, it took years to be able to go to shows and see a flawed production and see value in that. Right. Because there was magic happening and mm -hmm. they developed that process and yeah. creativity and kinship and friendship. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so for me, what I got tired of was the institutionalized. Mm. I started the, the theater, was, the budget was $110,000 uh -huh. <laughs> at, at what was Columbus Junior Theater. Junior theater yeah. And when I retired, I think it was $1.6 million now. Oh my gosh. And it became institutional, uh, and it had to be. It does. So yeah. Yeah. when I started, I could do anything I wanted to. Right. And I, I saw, I've got a good play, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And by the end, it was not that way. You know, right. it was more of a committee, and mm -hmm. and I couldn't do everything I wanted to do. And, yeah. And you know, there was, you know, you're, you're doing Excel spreadsheets, and mm -hmm. well, this show kind of won't sell this time of year with that age group, and and you know, and then there's it's just not fun anymore. Yeah, and then there's strategic planning and right. board meetings. So it, it stopped being fun. Never got tired of actually doing a show. Yeah. Once I'm in rehearsal, as that's the, right. the joy of it. That's the happy place. I just wanted to do plays, you know. Yeah. I never dreamed I'd be administrating. Right. And uh, so, no. So the answer is, never got tired of doing it, got mm -hmm. tired of administrating it. Okay. That makes, sense. that makes sense. What was your, this is a hard one for you. What is the favorite of all the years you directed? What was the favorite show? Oh, my God. I've had that question before. There's, there's certain shows that, um, that stand out. Uh, because of the people involved. Mm -hmm. um, then there are shows, you, there are events that occurred that you never forget because of the bizarreness that, you know, the show, things that happen on stage that yep. you can't recreate. This. Right. Um, favorite show, man. Um, one of my favorite shows was Snow White and the Seven Doors, which was my very first children's play. Okay. And I did it in 92, I think. Okay. And then the cast was Josh Radner. Yeah. Who went on to star in How I Met mm -hmm. Your Mother. Steve Boyer. Yep. Who ended up doing um, Hand, Hand of God, God on Broadway. And now he's been in three terrible shows. And uh, another person who was now a pediatrician. And, and so, so the cast was, um, and I have a picture of those characters mm -hmm. on the wall. And it, it, it I've was, seen that one. It was, yeah, with Josh yeah. in it. I pointed mm -hmm. out to you. Yep. So it, and that show, it's a musical. Yeah, and it just, uh, I just, I just always, always loved that story, mm -hmm. and so, and it, and it played really well. Yeah, the kids loved it. And there was laughter. There's, there's comedy. There's fun. There's drama. There's mm -hmm. so there's all the all there's the elements. There's lots of parts too. Yeah, yeah. Well, <coughs> we have seven dwarves, the queen, Snow White, and the prince. That's it. But that feels bigger than so, you know your four person Ten shows. And, yeah. And, so that was that was uh, one of my favorites, and and, and because also had. Significance in the cast members right. and what they went on to right. do, and and I and then I was invited by Steve Boyer did a lot of shows. Right, me. he did. He was yeah. I knew his name from and just from the and community. I wonder if the Boyer Preserve is part of that family. Maybe I wouldn't be surprised. Could be. 
and huh. they, they live near there, so it may have been yeah. relatively there. But I got to go to the opening night of Hand of God on oh, Broadway. That's right. Wow. Steve called me and said, Bill, yeah, I know you're busy and everything, but I'm kind of doing this play. And, uh, <laughs> no big deal. If, you, if you'd like to come, I'd, I'd love for, you to come. Yeah, nominate for Tony. Yeah, you should have won. Wow. Yeah. So I went, got, I said, oh, yeah, hell yes, I'm in. And my stepson, Riley, and he were pals growing up. Yeah. I said, you got a couple of tickets for Riley and his girl? He said, sure. So the four of us went to the you know, preview. The opening nights are invited only. Oh, yeah. And it, and it's you're with all these. And they do the red carpet, and you mm-hmm. see dignitaries. All you see other. stars, yep. Broadway stars. And hmm. uh, and uh, and then it's free cocktails. And, oh, yeah. And then you go to the after party where there's television interviews and stuff. And it was a blast, man. Oh, that's so and Steve, cool. we went to his, re- his dressing room after the, the show. Mm-hmm. He says, can you believe this? It's oh, crazy. It's just crazy. Cool. And his dressing room didn't have any flowers at all. It had booze. Yeah. He said, I don't want flowers. Give me a bottle of booze. Right. So he had, he had uh-huh. shelves of different kind of booze and stuff. That, That's awesome. So anybody come back after the show, he'd, he'd what do you want? Okay, I got some scotch here. Mm. Oh, some scotch so here. Cool. Go, so we got toast. <laughs> and Josh Radner, you had, was he was in high school? Because he was Bexley, Correct. right? Correct. Is that Bexley? Bexley? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So where did they come from? I mean, I know that sounds like a silly question, but like. All the talent? Yeah. Like. I think that we have a lot of Columbus talent that's gone on to do incredible, so many amazing things. You know, the the, I'm told that when young people go to New York, Mm -hmm. they see Columbus. Yeah, it kind of opens doors because there's such a history of talent coming in Columbus. What is it like? Is it the glacial bog? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean it seems, and maybe I just don't know other cities, but it seems like there are so many links to Columbus. Theatrical talent. I don't know. We're here. Uh, that's true. Maybe we're, we're, we're drawn here for some reason. Yeah. You know, because I'm a reincarnationist, so I'm thinking that so people reincarnate in groups. Yeah. And they, so you know, you have, you have, uh, what do you call it? Like, you have periods where there's uh, flush, different flushes of talents. Right. Where there's, right. wow, there's a group amazing, and then there's. And then later on, there's another group that's amazing, mm-hmm. and it tends to tend to come in groups. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know if you if you believe in that reincarnation at all. People choose to reincarnate to to learn new lessons with mm. those people until they've. So that's kind of my theory, but I don't know why. I mean, there's yeah. is it it was a and plus you know Columbus known as being the farm town, right? Yeah, cows and. Corns and Corn. gangs. And, and, yeah. yeah, look at it now, though, right? Yeah. We have, what, 30 theaters in Central Ohio Something now? Something like that. Unbelievable. It's just amazing how, I mean, you know, and that's, we're here because of the arts. Right. It, it's just amazing to me how many facets have come together. And I swore, I, when I left from San Francisco, I swore I'd never come back to Columbus. Yeah. And here I am. Right. Mm. I like it. Would you yeah. move now? No, I'd move. Well, I, I, if an opportunity came up to... Um, like if Josh said, I'm doing a film, Bill. Come on out and do this. Old Twist guy. the arm. Yeah. 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 So the, the, an opportunity like that came along. I right. knew. Yeah. But the Bay Area, I love the Bay Area. Yeah. I have my three siblings live in California. So okay. I'm, I'm out there frequently. Right. But it's it's so expensive that it's yeah. it's unbelievable. And, and you, just, I, you can't afford to live there unless you're making a right. ton of money. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, I think yeah. Columbus is great. Yeah. I, I, can't see it. Yeah. I see. I sometimes fantasize about buying an RV and just, just living in that for a couple of years and driving around the world. 
and uh, man after my heart. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my retirement plan. But actually, yeah. my wife's not. But the idea of traveling with our two cats doesn't appeal to her. In an RV I could or, see that. Yeah, um, it's but, a little close quarters. Yeah, yeah. I also the thought of maybe when when I'm getting out. Yeah. We have to kill ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Katie's gone. What are you? I mean, do you have plans for retirement? Did you? Is there stuff you're going to do? I know you're still directing. I um, you know, I didn't. It was interesting because it was I was floundering a little bit. Yeah. When and when I announced the dates and what am I going to do? Because my identity has been with the children's theater for so right. long. Yeah. That um. And, you know, I, I, my routine has always been I get up at dawn, I hike two mm-hmm. miles. You take lovely pictures, by the way. You do I, excellent I pictures. would uh, have coffee, read the paper, and I go to work. Mm-hmm. But now I hike two miles, get coffee, read the paper, and now what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I bore easily. Yeah. So I didn't have any real plans. Mm-hmm. But I did, when I announced retirement, I had people reaching out to me. Okay. So... Um, that's why I'm doing this show, doing Kiss Me Kate right now with mm-hmm. the Northern Cab. Performing Arts Center, um, with Cabot Ray starring in that. And so it's and that's interesting because it's the first time in 30 years I'm not working with my own people. Right. And Is it weird? It's just challenging because yeah. you don't have, when I brought it, Jeff Hamm, who's yeah. music director oh, yeah. for me for 29 years, right. I brought my own people in. Yeah. But I don't have my sets, my costumes, my props that I've had for 30 years now. Yeah. So you've got to. You're producing this? it differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also had a gallery players reached out to me about directing for them. It didn't work out this year, but okay. But um, they, uh, she asked Giselle asked me, "Is there something you really want to do?" Yeah. I said, "1776." <gasps> Would you really? Oh yeah, I'd love to do that. Show. I played. Oh, I played. So I played the lead in that when I was a young man. And uh, huh. John Adams, I'd do that. At, Sit was, down, I'm, John. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah. Mm. Have then, you seen that one? I don't think oh, I have. It's incredible. It's about 1776. I guess. Yeah. I, <laughs> the, it's about the something happened that year. Congressional Congress that, yeah. that's awesome. That's, uh, debating uh, the yeah. declaration and that's awesome. It's it's wonderful and powerful. And at the end, there's they're signing it and the, and the gong is ringing and they draw the word drop with the declaration. Yeah. It's mm. very cool. It's just beautiful. That's Who's cool. the William uh, Daniels? William Daniels, uh, Mr. Feeney, originated oh. it on Broadway, didn't he? Did. he? And, it, it and did then the in the movie version, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Mr. Feeney. Wow. So, and then uh, this world premiere with the Billy Hesebaker's show, mm-hmm. they also reached out to me so that I took those two gigs. Is that through the Abbey then, or is it kind of its own entity? It's called Opt. Original oh, the original pro- players, yeah. Original Productions uh-huh. Theater. Productions, excuse me, yes. Uh, Dave Morgan mm-hmm. and uh, Billy Hesebaker. Yeah. Both of them have written plays, and both of them are, mm-hmm. so I think kind of, it's, it's doing new plays, but it is a vehicle to produce their shows as well. Yeah, yeah. And then... I have, uh, I don't know. I'm looking also opportunities to perform again because I'm anxious to do hmm. that. But I What's don't want... your dream role now? Oh, I don't know. You could still do 1776. I'd love to do that part again. Yeah. I'm a little old for John Adams. Mm. Whatever. But I'd love to do that part again. Yeah. My favorite thing. Just get an older Abigail. And we, we did that. We did not have a microphone. And really? I, I sang over a full orchestra, and by God, they could hear me. <laughs> Why do they have to have microphones now? Why does everybody have microphones? It, it's, it's a the different, curmudgeon it's comes a different out. Energy. It's a different energy. Krista. It is. No, I, I'm fully the, the with you. The magic of sound, you aren't forced to listen anymore. No. 
now it's so so amplified that mm-hmm. you can be op- opening your liquor sticks and still hear the show. Yeah. When it was in those theaters that they're still performing in were built, mm-hmm. they didn't have microphones. Yeah. Mm. We went to watch those shows and we, the Barbary series came through and they didn't have microphones either. Mm. And they had full orchestras yeah. and you could hear them. Right. Yeah. They're just not trained anymore to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's, and that there's a, there's a, there is a energy in live performance. Mm-hmm. We all do it. That's why we do it. Yep. And there's magical moments where that energy is perfect and it's, chilling and thrilling and magical and mm-hmm. and you'll never forget those moments on stage or in the audience where you're just buzzed with it. it's incredible yeah and and that energy part of the energy is the voice mm-hmm. and as well as the energy you create from your own psyche or, or yeah. whatever that reaches yeah. out and that's part of that energy is diminished when you have a microphone it is. so and and also the energy see the requirement of an audience to listen. Mm-hmm. To pay attention. That's one. You're <laughs> yeah. more likely to bond mm-hmm. the energy shoulder to shoulder. Suddenly there's a flow between you and right. the stage that that um, that I find, I, I just miss that. I just I just don't see it happening yeah. as much. So. Well, and I think, too, that any small technical glitch, you completely lose everything. I've never. The I magic is gone. I've never seen a show yet, ever. There was a microphone without one mic problem somewhere in the cross. Some glitch that yeah, so well it's it takes away the suspension of reality. It's like, oh yeah, we're in a theater with mics. Okay. It's cool. not it's become a it's kind of technical performance. And, and plus spectacle is so important now to mm-hmm. tours. So it's all spectacle and yeah. sound. And story. Whereas the the heart is kind yeah. of being left aside, you know. Right. Love going to Broadway once in a while and seeing a show that's not mics. There still are some. Yeah. Hand of God was a mic. Yeah. Mm. It was a small space. Too, exactly. Wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I completely lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, I don't think Josh Radner did The Graduate with Alicia Silverstone and I, oh, no, wow. Kathleen Turner and Alicia Silverstone. Gracious. And that wasn't mic either. No. Was it in a smaller? Yeah, smaller space. But it was a, in the round or? No, it was no, full, just, at a balcony. And, really? Yeah. I mean, those acoustics in the Broadway theaters are pretty good. Yeah, they they're, are. They're built to accommodate that. They right? are. Well, that's that was the intention. That's what I was going to say. I remember in children's choir, you talked about the listening. And I know that that was, that was such a huge part of our training. Sure. Was that, I mean, we weren't mic'd, clearly. Right. But it was literally listening on to, both sides of you constantly. Yeah. And I think that that's probably one of the greatest things that I learned from being in a choir. Sure. Being in that ensemble feel. Sandy Matthias and mm-hmm. who else was with? There? Uh, it was just Sandy when oh. I was there. Yeah, she's we were, her we were baby. The old school. Yeah, talk about the Ameriflora opening. I was with um, Kindercore at Otterbein oh, at the yeah. time, and then the next year I was with Columbus Symphony Orchestra Children's Chorus because they were the oh what an upgrade they were the premiere yeah. And then I heard of this little CJT company that was, <laughs> <laughs> but I never did it. I never I never did theater. They performed there. We, we, we did a show at Mariflora a couple times. Did you? Uh-huh. What did you do there? We did like one something of those about flowers, sky happy, or one of those. We did a short play. How long was I was trying to remember? It was only like that summer, wasn't it? Yeah, one summer. But they intended it to be. Was it meant to be more than that, or no. did they just fall financially short? No, it was only, it's only one summer. It was, a, it was a one summer event, Mariflora. But it was a flop, wasn't it financially? I think it was financially flawed. 
Yeah. But, but as a result, they, you know, they developed the ground. So that, oh, yeah. So that the Franklin, Franklin Park is now beautiful. Oh, it's it was, amazing. It was sim- more simple before. Okay. And, of course, the, the, the um, Franklin Conservatory has benefited from that as well, mm-hmm. the outdoor. Did you... Do you remember Ameriflora? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that I ever went to Ameriflora, but okay. I definitely remember it being in town. And that was huge. Yeah, it was monstrous, yeah. Because I think, like, Barbara Bush was at the opening, and yeah. Bob Hope was at the opening. Yeah, I do remember that. I forgot about that. Yeah, I did, like, uh, the, you said Ameriflora earlier, and I had, like, one of those 92. moments where my brain went, oh, my God, that was a thing. Yeah. 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 Yep. Like, 91? It was 92. Yeah. 92? Because there was, <laughs> this is great. I, I'm going to make sure Valerie Seta listens to this because I will always remember. We sang this song when I started with um, the children's choir that they sang in Ameriflora, and it was called Columbus 92. <laughs> <laughs> so much is new, and I still remember it. And the feeling runs true. There's a world to discover in Columbus 92. Oh, you're sh- you're I am not shitting you. I'm sad that I, I still. You know what? Me. In 2022, you should remake that song with her and do a duet and like get a whole band and everything. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I yeah. think Valerie they, was in children's junior theater and and she was in both. Yeah. I think there were a couple people that did both. Jeff Hurst did. Was uh, Jeff Hurst, Hurst in that group. That's where I met him. Really? So when he and I taught together years later, oh. it was like telling the kids. I love that guy. I love Jeff. He's amazing. Such a great teacher too. He he was uh, my beast. And Beauty and the Beast the first time I did it. Really? He was Jasper in um, uh, Edwin Drood, The Mystery of Edwin Drood. Was that with Lindsay Chambers? Yeah. I did see that one. And that was the best show no one came to see. I saw it. I didn't even know anybody there. It was was such a good show. And no one knew it. No one came to see it. It's Mm. a great show. I wish they would do it more. Is it just outdated? I don't think. Or people just don't. it's, it's, It's not everybody kind of show. Yeah, it's a, you know the show. It, it, what happens is, is uh, it's a premise, and somebody gets murdered, and so intermission, the audience gets to vote on who they think killed them. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And there are five different endings. Oh, so when you direct it, you have to rehearse all five mm-hmm. different endings. Yeah. So and and so of course there everybody that wants to be chosen to be the killer. Yeah. So they're you know at intermission the actors are out there taking votes and mm-hmm. so yeah and. Uh, so it, and that's cool. So, so the show is never the same. You know? yeah. yeah. So the actors all love it. And, um, Maybe you should direct that one. Yeah. Bring that back up. No, I'd rather do 1776. Okay. 76 or bust, man. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I remember I th- that was one of the first shows that I saw. I think mom had a student that was in it. I can't recall who at the time, but. That was like the pre-professional right, right. group, wasn't that? Right. That's the same group that I took to, to, to Edinburgh. Edinburgh two years and the Edinburgh okay. Festival. So we okay. went overseas three years, three different years. Wow. And that was around the same time. Maybe it was. That would have been a little bit earlier, I think. No, we went 92, 93. We went, went 93, 94, 95, or three years we okay. toured. Mm. I think Drew was like 96 or 97. I think it was a couple years after. I, I think I remember it being 96 because Lindsay and I ended up in college together. We were roommates with Maya Frank. Yeah, she, Maya went, she went to Broadway too. Mm-hmm. She's still doing well. Yeah. She spoke to my students. Um, when I taught the college prep course at CCT, I called in a couple. I didn't know she was there. How come I didn't know she was there? 
Did no, I no, no. She didn't come in. We called. We skyped oh. in with um, oh, okay. with Mike Casera. I don't know if you knew Mike. Knew Mike. He was an, most of them were Otterbein, but um, Jessica Grove called in, which nice. they were super stoked about. Lindsay called in, oh, nice. and it was a phenomenal experience to hear them talk about. This was my journey, and telling these kids who are thinking of going into it and giving yeah. the opportunity to ask questions. Um, it's wonderful. We four that, different journeys. That was Steve Boyer. We yeah. Did Mike Feist. Uh, yeah. Josh Radden. We've done it. All mm-hmm. three of those guys have come in and they're talk yeah. back. We could ask questions. Yeah. And I love that they're willing to come back and say this. I mean, clearly we know that they've succeeded and they've done well, but how did you get there? Sure. You know, especially coming from Columbus, that it's not this unreachable. Right. Also good for some of the kids to hear, like Jessica didn't go to school for for theater, right. you know, and she's had a majorly successful career constantly. Right. Yeah. And then uh, we talked with my friend Meg, who's a casting director in LA. And we were, I was joking with her because we were in the sorority together. Briefly, she was a senior while I was a freshman. And, and she said, Christy, you remember more about it than I do. I was so focused on getting out of school that I mm. didn't enjoy my experience. Oh, too bad. And she said, that's what I want to pass on to these students is that enjoy the time that you're there and suck it up and take it in. Because she worked at Fox for like eight years. And then quit yeah. and went wow. backpacking for two years because she never had that oh, cool. freedom experience. But I, I, I love that, that people who are successful are willing to say, let me go back to my roots. And it was also to hear them talk about how their experience and their training as a kid was significant mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. Uh, that's rewarding to have. Josh speaks a lot about that, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. What's he doing now? You, you guys still keep in touch. Oh, here not, there. on occasion. You know, yeah. not... not Regularly, just to know, you know, when he when he did uh, the graduate, I hadn't heard from him for a while. Mm-hmm. And in in uh, seventeen or excuse me, in, in Snow White, he played the character named Flubber, which was dopey, kind of dopey. <laughs> Flubber, <laughs> Flubber was in, in that particular show. Yeah. And so I hadn't heard from him in years, and I got an email from him and said, "Hi, Bill Flubber here." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he told me he's doing. So I flew to see the show, and wow, that was fun. So I don't know what. So Josh, on occasion, yeah, know, he came back for the 50th anniversary uh-huh. and did, did speak. Remember that everybody was all starstruck. He, and... uh, yeah, <laughs> he's still he's he's very very grounded. Yeah, he's pretty much the same guy. That's he's very nice. smart. As a matter yeah. of fact, on um, Broadway, when I after the show, we went out and had drinks and dinner and stuff, mm-hmm. and, and he said they they asked me to. He was taking over Jason Biggs, mm-hmm. who was doing a Woody Allen movie. So he was t- okay. So he came in for three months to do the part on Broadway. With, yeah. And hmm. the two stars had to approve him. Oh, wow. Okay. They say that they liked him better than Jason. Biggs. I would think so too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So they wanted him to come back. Okay. He said, I turned it down. So you turned down Broadway again? Yeah, I said, been there, done that. He said, oh, I don't geez. get it, don't you? I said, well, look at this. He was on an episode that Sally Fields had a very brief um, uh, series based upon the Supreme Court's. Hmm. Called, I don't know, I don't remember what it was called. Okay. But he was one of the oh clerks. man, I and do that, remember that. It went for like six episodes and it canceled. Okay. He says, says Bill, Josh is sitting said, one of those episodes, I think it was the judge called the judge. Mm-hmm. One of those episodes played to more people than this entire summer of the graduate on Broadway, mm-hmm. and I get paid commensurate with the amount of people that see something. Yeah. So I'm going to pursue television and film, and then I can do more theater whenever I want to. And mm-hmm. that's what, exactly what he's done. He, he's turned down things yeah. because you know it wasn't right for him. Yeah. His agent would say, are you crazy? No, I'm not going to do that. And he has managed his career. Hmm. 
Um, but he's, he's still doing great. He's also directed and written and directed three yeah. three movies. And I saw the one that was at Kenyon. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of it now, but that was it was brilliant. Yeah, it was good. He does a nice job. Yeah. And it was Kenyon. I know. It's so pretty up there. Isn't it? Yeah. I'm so excited for you. Oh. I need to go have a beer. I mean, not today. My kids are here. But Kenya. Okay. <laughs> I, just I, like, I have time. I know. As long as it's not rehearsal. That's true. We so, have- Kiss Me Kate opens in the end of this month, right? Opens September 13th. Oh, September 13th. Yeah, we just started rehearsal. How's it going? Oh, it's good. Yeah. Right now, it's, you know, it's, you know my bonding stuff. You know, I know. I, I, uh, yeah. I um, <laughs> See, when I do a show, when, for years I've worked with kids playing kid roles, adults playing adult roles. And, but I was, in, as an actor, there were times I was in shows I never knew anybody's name. Hmm. Hmm. I never knew that person over there in the chorus. I did... I did Captain Hook for for um, Pleasure Guild. Yeah. I didn't know any of the names. Mm. All I knew was the pirates. Yeah, I didn't know any of the Lost Boys. Didn't. Yeah. So when I start, I do a show directing for anybody. The first day we learn each other's first name. I have a memory technique that we do. Mm. Okay. It is hard as shit. Excuse my language. <laughs> I do, suck at it. Then we do a, a rhythm thing that reinforces that. Yep. And, and um, so at the end, of, but it's it's beautiful because then everybody, and, and when I was working with the kids. We adults are all with first name as well. It's not Mr. Goldsmith, it's Bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that empowered them. Yep. Empowered them to be treated as an adult mm. and to be challenged to be as good as the adults are. And so, um, so yeah, so, so the company is, is a strong company and yeah. we're just starting. And um, Jackie Commissar mm-hmm. is my choreographer, yep. working with her for the first oh, yeah. time. She's, she's doing a wonderful job. She's yeah, lovely. She's lovely. And Jeff Hamm, mm-hmm. longtime uh, collaborator with my yep. music director. And uh, so, uh, and, and Cabaret mm-hmm. was our star. You. So he's in his fourth, his fourth summer with them. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's good. It's, yeah. It's just fun. It's it gives awesome. me, you know, something to, you know, so my creative juices are certainly being yeah. used. Have you done that show before? Never. Directed it? Didn't you know it? No. I don't really know it. There's a couple songs you'll know. Two uh, Darn Hots. Yeah. Um, but not, not a lot. I didn't know it. Uh, it's what, the 1950s? 50s? It's set in 1948, so it's probably... 50s or 60s? Yeah, early 50s, probably. Okay. Based on Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, exactly. Well, small lead, it's about right? a company that's doing Taming of the Shrew. Oh, okay. So it has scenes that are current day From and there. scenes on stage. Yeah. And the two the two leads have, were previously married, and they're getting back together again to do this show. She's okay. coming from film. Yeah. And so they have off-stage stuff that's that's the same combat that mm-hmm. they have on stage and stuff. Nice. That's fun. That is mm. fun. And Good stuff. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about your your most notable role in a television commercial oh. a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, for Car Wars that uh, I directed. Gosh. So, oh my gosh. That was yeah. Fun. No, you were uh, Obi Wan Kenobi yes, in that. Yeah. That or, was that was probably the easiest casting I think you've ever had me do. You're like, I need a guy <laughs> like, that looks yeah. like Obi Wan. Yeah, like, you're like, done. I don't want- <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> Getting to work with Nathaniel and yeah. That was awesome. He's doing good. He's doing great. Yeah. All these big kids. Is it weird to see your, I mean, you've seen so many kids like grow up and grow into themselves from early childhood. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I actually had, uh, and I've been doing, well, children's theater since 75. Right. How many years is that? 85, 95, 2005, 45 years. Yeah. Um, so I've had 
child actors bringing their grandchildren oh my god to the wow theater. so then that kind of dates me i go oh, oh. <laughs> oh you aged <laughs> but you're, what happens yeah. with children that yeah it's, it's weird because i'll run into a, a kid that's that's 10 years later that's an adult now mm-hmm. and girls tend to look similar than what they yeah. did yeah boys they, they grew, their masculinity changes their look yeah. somewhat so they're not quite as easily recognized. Mm-hmm. And I'll see somebody in a grocery store and they say, hey, Bill, go in. Oh, my God. Scott, is that you? <laughs> Speak in your little voice. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, no, it's, 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 uh, it's great. Yeah. You know, it's like, as I said, I mean, I had the opportunity to work with so many I, w- I was going to say, do you know, know how many kids approximately nah. that you've worked with? No. I, I, uh, the only thing I've, I've tracked turning the numbers is, and I've written 30 plays for mm-hmm. tour, yeah. And they've played over 2 million people. Oh, so. my gosh. Wow. So on tour. Wow. So um, that's the number of them. Mm-hmm. But in terms of how trackable. many kid actors, I don't know. Just, you, should, you should do that while you're going through your basement with all the other stuff. It's I have all those, all the, all, the, all, the, all the shows. Yeah. I have all the d- DVDs of the shows. So, mm-hmm. I've got, so, so when, when, when it happens on Facebook, if an alumni shows up a birthday, yeah. I'll dig up a picture of them as a kid. Yes, he does. And mm. I'll post it, happy birthday, mm-hmm. and date the show at the time. And, oh, wow. And so uh, they'll be there when they're 10 years old and playing, you know, the, the corner of Wizard of Oz or something. You know, do you have it all, like, scrapbooked, or do you? You just on my wall. Well, oh. on your wall, yeah. I just have every, I have an album of photographs of every show I produced or directed in the last 30 years. Yeah. For Children's Theater. My previous shows, I have some files and stuff. Right. I don't have nearly yeah. as much because I would, I documented stuff mm-hmm. for children's theater, so it's all I have all in order. So yeah. if anybody, well, Lindsay Chambers, I'll just look on my oh, yeah, Lindsay, it was since nineteen ninety four. Trying to picture, scan it, send it yeah. off, and that's so yeah. funny. And then I ha- then I also have that stuff if somebody wants a picture. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want I have those if you want them. Mm-hmm. You know, if they want the DVD of the picture, they can reach me and I can. I can get a copy out to him. I love when you do that too, because it's astonishing to me, probably simply for growing up in Gahanna and doing children's choir and then going to Otterbein. The people that I know now that I had no idea worked with you as kids, like Maddie Welsh has become one of my favorite people in the universe. I had no idea he grew up. We worked together at COSI. He's so good. Mm. He's wonderful. He was, his favorite role for me was Charlemagne and Pippin. Oh really? Well, he was, well, he was yeah. the MC in Cat and Cabaret. He was fabulous. Yeah. In that. But he was so funny in Charlemagne and Pippin. We took out the, the Edinburgh French Festival. Mm-hmm. Valerie was uh-huh. Catherine. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was fun. And Ryan was in that. Ryan Boda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's no, crazy. He was in, yeah, he's in Pippin. Yeah. yeah right, right, of course. It was fun. That was unique. It was, you know, when I went, when we took that our, our pre-professional company to. Edinburgh in 1993. No, no high school kids were going there. Mm-hmm. We had was that all college groups then? It was all professional. Random. Okay. Maybe some college people showing, but mm-hmm. but you know there weren't teenagers going there. Yeah. Uh, we had we had a three page spread in the Columbus Dispatch mm. featuring us going to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Mm. Oh, wow. And I and suppressed. We got my God interviews. Yeah. And uh, and so. And we did it because I collaborated with a British youth company in Leicester, England, mm-hmm. and they were the ones that reached out to me initially about doing it. So, really? So I, I, we would the entire group went to Leicester, spent 
a week in their houses. Wow. And then both companies went to Edinburgh, where we both performed in, in their venue. Mm. Huh. And then in the fall, the Lester kids came to America and oh, stayed wow. with our families. Yeah. So they got immersed in the culture uh-huh. and the That's life, cool. of, yeah. as well as the performance experience. That's really cool. Back. So the, the, those memories, the, you know, they, they oh, still yeah. friends. The host families. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just pretty, that was great. And, and it's and cheaper, too. Now it is. <laughs> yeah. But they, I, made, I remember they, they came here and there were these 24-hour grocery stores. I was like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> bigger than a whole village, you know. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so funny. That's well, congratulations. Proud of you, kid. Thanks. You're doing good work. Still alive. Well, yeah, keep doing that, too. It's important to me. But, yeah, we'll look forward to We'll put up some information, too, about Kiss Me Kate when it comes out. And get you on there. But, Bill, thank you. You're awesome. All right. That's fun. Thanks. <laughs> and if you like our podcast. <laughs> You're always so natural at this part. I know. If you like yeah. So the future podcasts, I mean, people, if it gets enough hits, then you can advertise and make money off of it and then it's yeah that's 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 a long-term goal yeah Yeah. but if anyone wants to advertise with us please oh yeah we we take money for sure we always will take money oh a hundred percent yeah we'll say whatever you want man no we won't say whatever you want. okay good point no not at whatever (laughs) no not at whatever there are definitely limits that's true definitely limits of things we will not speak of they're pretty high limits to be honest with you so yours might be yeah (laughs) i've got yeah (laughs) i have very little shame so, oh, I yes. know. I've seen it. It's frightening. <laughs> but thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. Sharing is caring. Tune in. Find us on Facebook and uh, Insta. Uh, yeah, Insta. And, yeah, and ooh, uh, we've got a cool one coming up in yes. uh, August. Yeah, that we got to talk about. Uh, uh, we yeah. mentioned it on uh, Facebook a little bit, but uh, we have a live recording going uh, out uh, from Kosai. We're going to be Kosai going to Kosai after dark. After dark, and yeah. we're going to be talking to brewers about brewing and maybe Don't trying spoil to do it some. All. We're going to get yeah. we're going to get crazy with the brewing yeah. and distill breweries and distilleries themed. Yes, Kosai after dark. On August yep. 28th, 29th, <laughs> August 29th, which is a Thursday. Which is a Thursday. And if you uh, want to do that, definitely go to Kosai, get more information, and I guess show up. I don't think you need tickets to do that, you do you? do need tickets to Okay, go. well then go get yeah. tickets. Get your tickets. Yeah, Kosai.org. Org. Yeah. yeah, go to Kosai.org and uh, sign up. Thanks for listening. Thanks See for you guys. Land Media. Think big.